Hello and welcome to Ashland Podcast today. Special day. It's Lisa, Ian, and Andre. Again, I started with my own name. And we have a very special guest. We have Charity KK with us today. Uh, recording artist, producer, singer. I want to say director. I think she directs her own uh, music videos, but we're going to get to that. But hello, Charity. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I have to really thank you for supporting me for this opportunity to talk about my album. I truly, truly appreciate you. And not just just your being, your, 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 the way you accept people and how you treat them. I really appreciate you for that. Thank you. God bless you. Oh, thank you so much. You and I kind of go back a little bit. I met you when yes. you were promoting your first album, She. Um, I was writing, I had a magazine at the time called Scallywag Magazine, and you and I interacted, and I just loved your spirit. I loved that first album. I liked what you had to say, and it's easy to treat good people good, as they say. So, yeah. Thank you. Back at you. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. So we have a lot of questions for you, but we're not gonna we're not gonna bombard you. Just want to ask you okay. a little bit about who is Charity? Where did you come from? How did you pursue this creative life? Like, walk us through who you are. Where Where are you from? Originally, I'm from. I was born and raised in Nigeria, um, and I came. I, I've been here a long time. A U.S. Uh, citizen. Um, uh, in Nigeria, I used to, I, most of the songs I listened to were British rock music because Nigeria at the time used to be a British colony. Right. You know, and every six months I will buy, spend, save my money to buy this uh, record songbook. That's how I spend my days if I'm not doing anything, any house job, not studying. And from there, I listened to these songs. I looked at them. I read them. I memorized them, breathed them. So that's how, you know, and it's really amazing. After all these years, those are really the songs that come to me, you know, that, that, that genre of music. That's really what came to me because it's something I learned, you know. What I, the, I just, I'm sorry to interrupt you. What, uh, what songs really do you remember from the past? What were the ones that really grabbed you at the time that made you, like, really interested in, in British pop, pop rock? I uh, like, um, it's not only British, it's also some American. I remember Jim Reeves, you know. Oh, um, hell yeah. Mm -hmm, since I met her. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, That's a good one. Jim Reeves, mm -hmm, man. Mm -hmm, yeah, that, I think mm -hmm. I kind of uh, grew up on the same kind of music, maybe, me and you. Yes. We yes, probably have the same yes, mixtapes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. How old were yeah, when you started, yeah. like, really getting interested in music? Like, what, what, when was the, the first time you remember going, wow, this is for me? You know, um, it just, you know, sometimes in life, things just come up and uh, you have all these things, especially when you you get married at, at a young age and you you have all that. And when you're here as an immigrant, you know, you don't have your parents, you don't have anybody to talk to. It's just you're really trying to survive, you know, when you're a foreign student. Those things, those passion of yours, you kind of put them, hold them down, kind of literally put a blanket over them because you're trying to survive, you know. So you go through those things that, will help you survive or you go through those careers that will help you survive instead of following your passion, you know, 
Right. We so all did it. Yeah. Music, yeah. I've always had the music, but, you know, I had to go into healthcare because I will, it will help me. It will help the guy I was married to at the time, you know, was in medical school and I was helping to support him and support us actually. So, um, so, the, uh, so I, I mean, that has always been with me, but I really, I really uh, didn't pursue it until later. And I think in my marriage, you know, when I realized the marriage was just, I kept writing these songs. There was a time I went to New York, I made some demos and went to New York um, while I was still married. And the, the producer told me that I have to move to New York, you know, to be able to pursue my music because I have to start singing in nightclub. I said, you know, I said, I have children. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to be a single parent. I can't, I don't know anybody in New York, you know, so um, I wouldn't say exactly when, I can't pinpoint the date exactly, but it's always been with me. Right. But you kind of subdued it, you know. It's never because too late, though. I got to tell yeah, you, <laughs> because that first album, I got to say, Charity, the first album came roaring out of like your passion and your heart. And yes. it was just this, yeah. very, you have a very distinct voice. I said, I, I don't know if you're offended by this, but you remind me of Nina Simone. Like you just have this vibe and you have this sound that is uniquely your own. But if it had any kind of zip code that's related to, to me, it's Nina Simone. So it doesn't matter how you got here or when you got here. It's the fact that this is some, this is some, a hell of a way to put your voice out into the world, I think. Right. Thank you. You know, the third or fourth person that has said that about Nina Simone, you know, about my voice, you know, about sounding like her, but, um, I'll take the credit. Thank you. This <laughs> <laughs> is excellent. Well, you but know, you say, so. and it, but to me, you just sound distinctly like Charity. I mean, this new album uh, just is called mm -hmm. Life. It's called The Meaning of Life or Life. What's the new album called? It's just life. My experiences in life. Mm -hmm. You know, just the things in life. Uh, you know, uh, like for me, the one song there that is really authentic so me is the best things in life. You know, the kindness. Uh, validation and validating another human being, you know, irrespective of their socioeconomic strata, yes. you know, or forgiveness, you know. So th those are really, when I sing that song, it makes me happy, it makes me joyful, you know, that's particular song, you know, so. Um, well. is, that your, is it that your favorite on the, on the new album? Which, by the way, we should point out, <laughs> The album debuted at number 82 on what, digital radio? Yeah, number 85. Number 85. Radio. Not too shabby, yeah. Charity. Come wow, on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm really <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah. We were like hearing that and, and celebrating with you, and I think it's probably going to rise after people get like a taste of it. So, but like, w I interrupted your, uh, your flow there. What, what, what song is really near and dear to your heart off this new album? You know, um, <laughs> you know, these songs, you know, I think they sometimes they're like your children. You know, uh, you can't play favorites. You really, can't. But, uh, Very good answer. You know, you <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to play favorite. Each one of them, for instance, there's one there, Ibanoku. That was really about my sister that passed away, my older sister. And that song came to me like I was having an out-of-body experience. Literally, I was like my brain opened up. I was looking inside my brain, 
when the song was coming to me. And it came just, I opened my mouth, the title came. I didn't even know what that Ibanoku means. It just spitted out the title, the melody, everything about the song, the lyrics. You know, I was just like this, no. So I just put my hand in my pocket, grabbed my phone, and just recorded it like that. Just So that's why it's so hard for me to say which one, you know. And of course, do unto others. That's really how I live my life, too. For whatever it is in life, do unto others. And then the 15-year-old the boys I met at a trauma unit in Oakland. Because there are so many things about racism in this country that I don't understand. Because that's not, I, I never knew anything like that existed. But that kept bothering me, kept bothering me. And, um, and as things would have it, that was in 2008, during the financial crisis. Mm -hmm. That's when I was in Oakland. You know, I, was, I took an assignment over there. And I was in a, in a trauma unit meeting all these 14 and 15 year old boys, you know, that came in with gunshot wound brought to the unit. I just, uh -huh. I, I couldn't make sense out of it, you know. And I really didn't understand what the, little, the 15 year old was telling me about that the streets don't lie. I couldn't understand what he was trying to say until now that the technology has brought everything to the fore. That's when everything came to my, I said, oh my goodness. And the song just spitted out of me. I remember after writing the song, the third verse was, I made it, it was supposed to be corporate greed. You know, people getting off with a helicopter, golden parachute, you know. That's what the third verse was. But after writing, I was in bed, you know, at midnight, you know, that just something just overcame me. I said, no, you have to bring that song home. You have to bring it home. And I had read this book uh, by uh, Tallahassee Coates about Between the World and Me. Yes. Where he talked about uh, the death of um, Prince Jones, you know, that, who went to Howard University. Yes. And I said, I have to bring that home. That's somebody's son. That's because this one I could, I could just, I could, just identify that one person, you know, that's somebody's son, and she's an anesthesiologist, you know, she's a physician, a single parent. I could identify with her. So that could be my son. Yeah. So I called my son, I said, I called him, I said, did you take the book from Tallahassee? He said, no, mommy, this is mine. You gave me one, and then the other one, you have the other one. Everybody it's should have home. a copy of that book in their home. <laughs> 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 so, so I woke up in the middle of the night looking for this book all over the house and finally found it. Then I, because I had folded that page, those pages with a Prince George about him, knowing that I would need it, you know. So I went there, just opened that, and then that's where I, I, I drew the third verse just from there, you know. So that, dear, very dear to my heart, that song, you know. So I really can't say there's any particular one that is, you know, that is closest to me. Mm -hmm. or... You said something really interesting about you don't understand the racism in this country. And I got to tell you, as someone who was born here, I don't either. Um, I don't understand the racism in our country. I think what strikes me about 
the songs off this latest album is that they resonate within this time. I don't know when you started writing these. Like you said, you started some of these in 2008. They sit with you, lyrics sit with you. But I felt like this was just written like an hour ago. You know, they're, they're right on time for this time that we're in, uh, helping me understand. And I think because of your life experience, because you've raised children, because you come from another country into this country with this, you know, completely American uh, dystopian view of race, I, I find this album to be right on time. I don't know. I want to open up to you guys. you have any questions to Charity about her process and, and what's going on? Andre, specifically, you're a writer, and, I'm, and specifically, he's a composer and a music writer. This is your peer. Yeah, here. yeah, I definitely, definitely, like, identify with, with some of the things you're saying about how there are just some things that, that come to you and you feel like you're bombarded with something and then before you know it, you have a piece or something that you can share with the world. I definitely identify with that. But I want to talk about what was it like for you just sort of conceptualizing this album as just a work of of art? Because I think a lot of people don't know that, I mean, obviously albums take a huge amount of time, not only to produce, but also to like really nail down the concept. And, you know, the life especially, most of the songs are are very joyful and 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 almost sort of um, exuberant, but they're, they're also very real at the same time. And I think, especially Do Unto Others, now that I know the, the backstory behind that, I found it really interesting that that song has that kind of backstory, but the music itself doesn't really reflect that. But there, there's this nice contrast with, with the lyrics and the, in the text versus the music. That's really interesting. So, I mean, what was, what was the main idea that sort of brought all of these songs to all of these songs together as an album? for you for me they're like it's like every song is a piece of life it's a piece of my life even i remember the first album one one critic said that i don't write love songs (laughs) (laughs) i don't think we need more of them (laughs) thank you that's what i think too i think we have too many of those and we're still getting divorced i yours truly here anyway so Well, I don't know, I, I just feel like everything, you know, even the ones that are love songs, they may not be really truly my experience, but there's a part of me that is in that song, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's why it's really about life and about my life, but I feel also some other people will have the same experience. You know, it's about the life of some other people somehow, uh, because I know... Um, which this song, uh, Hi Hello, uh, where it says, you know, love is fair. Mm-hmm. It breaks, you know, at one point or the other, you know, someone, you know, you, you're going to have a breakup somehow, somewhere, if you live long enough. It's a, a very rare person that goes through life and not have uh, not so wonderful experience with love affairs, you know, mm-hmm. a love affair somehow fall sure. apart for so many different reasons, you know. So that's basically is a part of me. Every single there's something about me, and that's in each of those songs that that I think other people can relate to. And did did you feel like the the songs uh, sort of came together organically, or was there like sort of a planning process of what you wanted to write about, or did they all just kind of come to you when they came to you? They came to me when they came to me. They came together organically. I don't. I don't plan. Even she, 
I just, you know, they just, I, then by the time I get this fourth, third or fourth song, I kind of see a, a, a line that runs through, you know, all the songs. Then I said, okay, this is the title of the mm-hmm. album. Do they come to you, Charity? Do, do, do they come? Like, mine, a lot of times, mine are twilight. Like when I'm waking up in the morning, sometimes I'll be, sometimes I'm on the toilet inelegantly. I'll be on the toilet or in the shower or driving down the road. But a lot of times when I'm just waking up, I'll have an idea for something and I'll just have to run and get it into my phone or get it down on a piece of paper. When do these ideas come at you? Is there a particular time or day or emotional state that you have to be in? They come anytime, but mostly early in the morning or sometimes when I'm sleeping. Yeah. You know, when I'm about to, you know, and I hate, I hate that because sometimes I get some, if I'm really sleepy, I hate getting up to pick up the phone because I plug them in the kitchen. So if it rings, I won't hear them so I can sleep, you know. Right. Because I'm a light sleeper, so I try to keep the phones away from me, you know. But it's really mostly a, a late night, early, very early morning. You know, but sometimes they also come. For instance, um, uh, Ibanoku came to me. I was in a unit in a, in a hospital when he came to me. Right. Later, I was sitting on the computer trying to chat. The, the whole thing just—I was just having this experience. I've never—I never knew that such things like out-of-body experience existed. I've heard about it, but I never knew it because. And I didn't know that it all happened to me. The way I just looking at my brain like open like that. I said, my goodness. Then this thing was just pouring out. And this is my sister that died many years ago when we were growing up. You know. Mm. Do you feel so, like she was talking to you? Also, that's my favorite song, I, by the way. <laughs> I think so too. I think so. That's yeah, that's yeah. I think she was talking to me. And that's that's the second thing that has occurred to me that made me realize, yes, I need to do this. I needed to do this. You know, I needed to do sing, singer-songwriter. Even if I write um, two or three albums before I leave this world, that's that's fine for me. Right. You don't have any yeah. goals. You're just doing it. To, I feel exactly the same way about creativity. It's like I didn't start writing a book until I was 51 I didn't, mm-hmm. was never a, a novelist. I've been a writer my entire life, but I never sat down and wrote for myself this way. And I feel like I'm relishing it more. And I, even if it's just the one book and everybody likes it or nobody likes it, it's just for me. But I do feel like it's, you have a universal appeal too. Like we write about ourselves, but you write about yourself so faithfully and about, again, this song that I love so much, Abanaku. Um, it just. Yeah, I just love it so much because I relate to it. Now that I know the story behind it, even more so, that's the song I'll probably gravitate toward. It has a universal yeah. appeal. It's it's stunning to me. Really, I I was really I, you know I even thought of re-recording because I was so emotional. I was I just couldn't hold myself. I was almost in tears when I. You can hear some crackling or some my voice. Shaking. I think that's why I like it so much. Yeah. You know, because exactly those, I, you know, she died of seizure. And when we are going to school, she would be, and I would be the one watching over her. She was older than I was, you know. It's uh, because in, that's the reverse in Nigeria. It's usually the older ones. I think in almost every culture, the older ones usually look after the younger ones. But in this case, I was looking over her yeah. because of her, her illness. So uh, I, I, I almost didn't want to, put that song there because of how it how emotional I was 
But just the opposite. I think I feel that, and I think that's why I related to it so much. It felt very um, real and like you were in the room with me. So uh, I appreciate you putting yourself out there for it. Uh, I wanted to ask you, we we talk a lot on this podcast about how art really reflects our own personal experiences and also reflects the times that it is created in. And it's, you know, it's an understatement to say that we're living in pretty momentous and sometimes very stressful uh, times and periods in in this particular history. Um, And I know you just finished this album, but do you feel like um, you creatively are, well, I guess, how are you feeling in in the middle of all of this? Do you feel less likely to be creative or do you feel like everything that's going on around us just fuels you even more to put more joy out into the world and more music out into the world? I like to put more, but um, the thing is when you're an independent uh, artist, it's really very challenging in terms of the resource Mm -hmm, that you need to do what you need to do. Uh, For instance, um, I I have some screenplays that I've written I like to direct, but I don't have, uh, I think maybe now I'll have a better chance than previously because I studied film and television. I have an MFA from USC in film and television production. And, but the resources, I think, you know, for me, creating content the the songs the albums I could afford, but to make a film it's more the cost is you know the financial burden is more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought you know, either way I'm creating content it fills my soul you know, right. whichever one I do. But this is one I can handle at this time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know that because I really have such joy. I can't even. I can't even begin to tell you how joyful this makes me feel, doing the music or writing the screenplay. I remember when I was at USC, uh, one of my professors <laughs> was saying something, oh, don't you want to direct? I said, you know, I don't want to let the boys fight over that, you know. <laughs> because, I don't know. You know They're making room <laughs> so, for you, know, Terry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I said, I'll, you know, eventually, if I'm meant to do it, I would do it, right. you know. But, you know, even if I can just do the editing where the film comes together, mm. that's fine. Eventually, I'll get there, you know, because I, when I came out of SC, I went, I, while I was there, I went out also and got an MBA because I had wanted to be a studio executive, thinking that that gives you more leverage in terms of creating content. But I was wrong. I didn't even realize until I was in an interview at Disney. In that interview, I realized that if you're a studio executive, you don't get to do anything creative <laughs> no. at all. Right. The opposite of. No. You, have to, you actually hunt That's things so, down and kill them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so when they say, when Disney said, oh, the job is yours if you want it, but know this, because I got the position as a junior creative executive, but know this, your evenings will not be yours, your weekends will not be yours. I said, what do I do with my children? So, so I took, I took, I turned that down and stayed true to being a parent while in healthcare and then writing both songs and both screenplays. I think you made a good choice. Yeah, I, when I see my children today, I'm so grateful. 
for making that choice, you know. We have when enough say, studio executives. I we, we got a gift you know, by you staying true to yourself and being a, a singer-songwriter. Well, well, I just as self-directed. I'm so grateful to God. And, and I find also maintain my passion. I would have been miserable doing that. You know, I in it wasn't there because when the lady was she said, Oh, you are so passionate about these things and I, it's so hard for me to believe see that you'll be happy doing this <laughs> doing this business. <laughs> you know? So I said, What do you mean? She said, Well, because when you're a student you don't get to do anything creative. I said, You really? She said, Yes. Oh my goodness, my eyes just almost about to pop open. It was really a big uh, aha moment for me. And then I realized that wasn't for me. Right. You know, that brought me, brings me to, you know, just doing this. Even if, even if I'm editing the songs, even if I'm talking to the mixers, whatever, small thing, even if I'm writing this, it it gives me such joy. Right. You know, and I don't have to, because somebody has said, oh, you want to go to a label? I said, I don't want to be. No, I said, I like doing this myself. I don't want to be have to succumb to anybody. I don't want people to tell me that they want, want this song. I have to dress this way. I have to do that. I said, no, I just like this little life of mine. Right on. Yeah. I'm living in right this on. place. It, you just want to have a small, a small part in it, a small Thank but important you. part in it. Yeah. Thank you. And a Thank controlled you. part of it, because I think a lot of us, on, all of us on this podcast, have done the very, the very same thing you're talking about. You know, we're all. It's, you know, you're going to be cast into the wind anyway. And look at where we are currently in history. You have to make exactly. your own way, and we're finding that we're probably in the better position than anybody else's creatives. Yeah, you sacrifice a lot. Maybe you don't have a ton of money, but you have control. And you have yeah. that, that fulfillment and that, that, that so passion so in your you heart. Have, yeah. yeah. The passion is fulfilled. You're not, you know, you, this suits your soul. You're not here to beckon to anybody. And it, it just, even then, even then, look at the situation of things today, you know, because as an independent, you can still find something to be creative with or about. Find a way. Whereas if you're, if you have the allegiance to the labels, you can't do anything unless they say do, you know. So um, I think you've made the great decisions. I mean, looking at these two albums, self-produced, put out there in the world, this is how you do it. I mean, I think you're a huge inspiration to me. Um, I'm like, just listening to your music, I'm like, I felt like I made good decisions. I felt like, yeah, I did the same thing. I chose to do what I wanted to do with my creativity. And that's how I relate to you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. And, I, and I'm hoping this will inspire women like me or women who have raised their children or I don't know who are a little older to go out there and do follow their, follow their passion. You don't have to, after you've raised the children, you don't have to fold your hands and say, some of them are so talented. They are so creative. You know, they keep thinking, oh, because they are older. No. No. You know, the no. prime of your life. You've learned so much. I mean, exactly. you're an even. You. I think you're an even better storyteller. Better. But I like to hear young voices, but also I like to hear from women my age and even older because exactly. my God, the wisdom exactly. is stunning. Toni Morrison, come on. Toni Morrison is probably one of the better, the best fiction writers on the planet, and she came to us with all of that wisdom behind her her words. At the same time, on the other side, you talk about Tanisha Coates. On the other side of it, young voices. 
I listen to those young voices too. That's why I was telling Andre the other day, I, I love to have young and older friends and then the That's ones that. who are my age because you learn so much on either side. But us older ladies, we got it going on. <laughs> we know what time it is, do we not? So you guys have any other questions for Charity and anything else we want to ask her about the creative process? And Yeah, I'm just, I'm just a little curious. I mean, the, I know the album came out a couple of weeks ago, but um did the pandemic have any sort of impact in terms of your production or marketing or just the timeline of things like did it did it affect any of that at all or was everything sort of in the can ready to go by the time everything sort of you know went to shit yeah i think i think um the mix and i think um but the thing um i really kind of had a little rough time with uh, the producer um, but that, that, that's another thing, you know, being mature, being independent, mm -hmm. because the issue I had with producers, I think if I were younger, I would have just kind of given up or mm -hmm. would have, uh, let him just do whatever, but I stayed on it. And, and when he said that he was going to mix only two out of the 11, excuse me, I, um, I, you, you know, said no I, way. I, I said, I, you know, I didn't say anything. I just, but inside, you know, I said no way in, within me, you know. Yeah. But I didn't tell, say, tell me anything. I looked for other people to mix. I went to, you know, in the internet, one person mixed here. Somebody from Sound Better, you know, makes all these other songs. And so you kind of, you take ownership. You, you are an active participant, yes. you know in everything that has to do with that product or that content you're creating. You don't sit back and you ask intelligent questions. You, you plan, you're involved in every aspect of that production. You don't let these people ruin your, your vision for you. That's right, right. yeah. In, so I appreciate that. I don't that. know if they thought I would just start crying or start doing, no, none of that nonsense. I just, you know dig in there and did what needed yeah. to be done to complete the project, you know. So, not really. The only thing that um, uh, pandemic has done is I'm not able to perform, you know. You know, right. you usually perform with, when you have an album, you do that, you know, uh, release date and all that. I would have liked to perform on the day the album was released, especially if it was on a Friday. But, I mean, this is life. You do what you can. You know, mm -hmm. given with with what's going on, you know, around you, you right. do the best you can. We all have to on. adapt, and, and I think you're yeah. adapting yeah. nicely. Yeah, adapt. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's really inspiring, especially what you said about being an active participant in your own work. Because as someone who's who's worked on worked with kind of people on opposite ends, like I've worked with people that are there to do their thing and then leave. And then I have other people I've worked with that are there 100% of the time and focused on putting out the best piece of uh, piece of art that they can. And yeah, I just I find it really inspires inspiring how you uh, took that situation of the producer being like, oh, I'm only going to do two, and and instead of like kind of giving into that, you're like, fine, then I'll figure I'll figure this out instead of you know letting someone else figure it out. Yeah, I, I find it really inspiring. And, and I, you know, this is um, 
I, I really don't even want to get into the details of that. But, you know, this was a producer. When he came to me, he was like in Tatad. And, and um, we had an agreement. I made, I made every part of the payment that I was supposed to make. I made the payment when I was supposed to, the amount I was supposed to. I never held anything. But still, towards the middle, I mean, every time there's an excuse, there's something, there's one thing or the other, why this cannot sure. happen, why he cannot go for, why we have to change the schedule of this, why I just kept quiet. I just kept my cool. I'm so grateful to God that I had the wherewithal to just maintain focus. Right. You know, yeah. U.S. It teaches you to maintain focus. You know, I really maintain focus on what my priorities are, all where, yeah. and still are. You know, I not let that. You know, start. I, I refuse to exchange words. I refuse to get into the dirt. No, I maintain focus on why I was there, what needed to be done. That's all I was interested in. You know, you so, stayed professional, um, even though the other party might yes, not have been. That's important yes, too, because yeah. it's so easy. That's it's so cool. easy to like snatch somebody's wig off and like really go for their throat. There's a lot of that in this business, and in, in the film and entertainment business, there's a lot of people who, who do you wrong, and it really comes down to how you handle it. You know. Exactly. So I think that's great. Well, let's switch over to your music videos. Do you direct these music videos? Do you find a director? Um, I love yes, them, by the yes. way. Oh no. No, that's another thing because eventually I want to direct. I have screenplays that I've written I like to direct. So for me, not having any grandfather or any lover in the industry, my plan is to be directing these videos so I'll have them as credit. I remember we just shot a video on Wednesday, the video of our joy. Nice. And the two guys that, um, you know, one, uh, they are both lovers, you know, that did the video with me. Did, Thank you for directing us. You know, so That's awesome. I really, I really like that. So, and I really enjoyed that, the directing part, you know, yeah. and to see the vision come to life of this song, you know, and, and I was in the video and I was directing and I was, I got the dancers and I got, you know, I mean, it's really amazing for me, even if it's putting an ad on Craigslist for dancers or for musicians or interacting with the musicians. I remember somebody told me, oh, I don't like to, I don't like performing anymore because I don't like rehearsing. I even love rehearsing, if you can believe that. <laughs> I do. I do. I like every single part of it, you yeah. know. Yeah, It's not just this. It's just everything that, you know, the part that makes a whole, I, I just do, mm. you know, so I can, even if it's not the glamorous part, right. you know, it's, it's what you have to add them all together to make, to bring everything to life, you know, the whole thing to life. So I like, you know, I like that. And I, especially after getting out of USC so this many years, I'm glad that I, I have the opportunity in doing the music. I have the opportunity to direct, right. you know, and, and I, I just, I can't even, I'm so grateful. Yeah. Really and am. you're good at it, too. I, I love your videos. All the storytelling. I like also the, the casting. You cast well. I also like the interaction between you and the subjects and the little storylines that you t do tell. I mean, this is the way you break in, is you show yeah. people, you know, what you did with that MFA and what you did at USC. I mean, because I can see it. I was like, 
sister's got it going on. Yeah. Like I was like, Create opportunities for yourself. Yes. For sure. And you're, you are cutting that path. So again, I was like really uh, inspired by the way you just jumped in there and your videos look good. A lot of people make some really terrible videos. Yours were so good. They're shot very, very well. So now did you, did you choreograph the, the talk to me with your eyes video? all the dance moves did you did you do that yourself or did you collaborate with the the troupe well i can't tell you well who is this <laughs> this is this is ian ian's asking oh, ian, you hi. yeah ian is asking if you choreograph uh choreog what what was the question choreograph, choreograph. choreograph yeah. <laughs> i can't say the if word I today yeah. choreograph in the, the music uh, video for talk to me did yeah. you choreograph uh the video yeah Yes, 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 wow. yes, 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 yes. I did. I, I was. I had so much fun. You know, some of those girls are 17, 16, 14 years old in high school, and I was. I did a music, uh, uh, music video with them. I had so much fun. You know, that was the first music video I did, and I was. I, I enjoyed it so much. I said, "Oh my goodness, I'm on the right track," because I had so much joy. You know. You with can tell this, it. It's uh, infectious. You can feel it. Yeah, with all these young people, and I was dancing, and I said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that is the part that I love, is that you can feel there's a you have discipline, you have the professionalism, you have the background, you have the life experience. And on top of that, you have that joy. I have to say that's a great word to associate with you, your music, your attitude in, in talking to you and dealing with you. And I, I don't mean like dealing with you, but like interacting with you to get things set up. You're always just yeah. so joyful and positive and it's just infectious. I always walk away with any encounter with you just smiling. So, yeah. One of my favorites. You're one of my favorites, Charity. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, um... I, I just, um, I'm just, that was the first music video and um, I, it gave me such joy. I knew that I had to do, I, I haven't even made, you know, sometimes even when I perform, I don't even make enough, sell enough ticket to cover the musicians. You know, I have to. <laughs> We've <laughs> all done it. We've all been yeah. there millions of times. <laughs> so, but you know, I don't care. I just... <laughs> Because that's why we're here. I mean, yeah, that's that's the whole thing is I love the rehearsal, too. I love even the, the stuff that you have to struggle for. Yeah, totally. So it let's talk make... about, okay, how do we get life? Uh, what's the best place to find it? We're going to find it on iTunes. Where are we going to purchase this album? Yeah, you guys can buy it from CD Baby. CD Baby, okay. It's the whole album itself. The uh, digital is on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, you know. All those places. Uh, yeah, all the digital downloads. But the CD is with CD Baby, and then they will give it to all the other outlets. Cool. You know, just tell them to, oh, my goodness, the outlets that sell uh, CDs. And then uh, we can find your videos uh, under Charity AKK on, uh, on YouTube. That's E-K-E-K-E. -E -E. I'm trying to build uh, a YouTube channel. Yes. Yeah, so I started building that. So hopefully on Tuesday, uh, someone will help. I build to the point level I am, yeah. I can, but now I get to the point where someone has to talk me through it. It's easy. So I if can I can do it, you can do it. I have Andre. Andre tells me he he handles our. Uh, he said it's really not that hard, and I was like, well, for me, it's technology. What do you want? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. They you say. Mommy, you can do this. I said, really? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't, nah, I don't know. I was born before the internet was invented. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. 
So thank God I have younger people in my life. I'm like, I don't know, make that happen. I have no idea. Please help me. Uh, and and well, so we'll be looking for your YouTube channel. We'll promote that and talk about it. We'd love to have you back next album and even before the next album. We'd love to have you back, Charity, because it's it's just a joy to sit here and talk with you and just hear uh, your wisdom on things and your in your take on things and just also just to be in your presence is always fun. Oh, thank you. I um I finished the uh, video for um, Do Unto Others. Okay. But I haven't uploaded it to anywhere because uh, even there's um, the people that uh, they sound better studio that where some of the songs were at least seven of the songs were mixed they wanted me to give them uh they say if there's uh, any of the videos of the songs that they did that i can give them uh, give them the music video i wanted to give but at the same time i don't want them to have it to upload it before i do gotcha you know that's really that has been that's your reveal to make i feel you so when it's yeah. out there, we'll, we'll certainly people will direct people to your yeah. YouTube channel. We'll talk them when the new videos out. Any of that kind of stuff you want us to share, we'd love to. We're, we're gonna, we're uh, definitely fanning over Charity at KK's music, right? And hopefully the one for Joy will be done by next weekend. You know, so cool. They are doing the editing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we can find you. We're, I know you're on Instagram. Are you on Twitter at all? Yeah. Okay. It's at it's real at. It's Real Charity, yeah. Real Charity on Twitter, and then yeah. you're uh, Charity Akeke on Instagram? On um, on Facebook. Okay, on Facebook. So we can find you on Facebook, yeah. Yeah, then on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram, it's, at, it's Real Charity. It's gotcha. Real Charity. It's yeah. Real Charity, it's okay. So find her there, yeah. hit her up, interact. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She's got all kinds of wisdom. She's got all these degrees and stuff. And she's probably going to be the next executive, whether she likes it or not, over her own company. I feel like something's <laughs> happening. I feel like we're all going to be working for charity pretty soon. I'm not really sure what's going down. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, you know, because the industry is going to change. I feel like there's a big push. Um, Michael B. Jordan just put out a big call on Friday about change Hollywood, making spaces for black voices, brown voices. Um, and, and those of us who actually do in, write the stories, most of the stories are, are written, some of the best stories are written by black and brown people, women, people of color, LGBTQI+. So I feel like that industry is changing, and I would not be surprised if you were sitting on top of it when it's all uh, said and done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, well, we're going to say goodbye to, to you, uh, Charity, and thank you for coming with us, coming along this journey with us. I'm, I'm glad we're on your journey with you, and I know we're going to talk to you soon. It has been such yeah. a pleasure. The real pleasure, Charity. Thank you guys for having me. Is Andrea, um, Ian, is he British? No, no. he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Are you British, Ian? I am not British. <laughs> He's a California boy. I'm Southern California. Oh, really? That's a British name. You know yeah. that. It is, yeah. yes. He's a, he's half Filipino, half Jewish. It, I'm all Filipino. <laughs> but he's he's all Filipino, but dad's Jew. It's a long story. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we'll see you. We'll talk to you uh, very soon. And you guys have a wonderful week. Take care of yourself. Get plenty of rest. Black Lives Matter. Uh, let's arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor. Is get those uh, sons of bitches and put them in jail. Um, and let's just stand up for justice. And we love you guys. And we'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you so Bye. Much. Bye. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs>